Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa dematis Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Connection. I'm one of the hosts of this program, as you just heard in the introduction, Ann Baldwin, and joined today by guest host, Beth Connor from The Connection. Beth, thanks for uh, joining me today, and we've got a great guest coming up as well. Good morning. We do. We do. I'm really excited about uh, this morning's guest. I am too. And actually, not only are we Facebook friends, which is very important, you know, uh, but I've had the opportunity of, of meeting Kelvin, uh, Kelvin Young in person. We just determined it was several years ago. But Beth, wait until you and the listeners hear Kelvin's story. So Kelvin, why don't you tell us a little bit about, as we stay in the program, what happened? Again, my name is, is Kelvin Young. And I'm the community health worker for intercommunity health care. I work in a transitions clinic. I'm also a certified sound healer, which I have opportunities to offer sound healing to different people from all walks of life. Uh, but one of the most important things, Anne and Beth, is that I'm a, I'm a person that's in sustained recovery, which means I haven't used alcohol or any other drug to deal with my emotional distress since March 6, 2009. And after many years of battling with depression, anxiety, and drug addiction, I found freedom from alcohol, from marijuana, from cocaine, from heroin, and even prescription opiates like Oxycontin, Vicodins, and Percocets. And I began my healing journey in a drug treatment program within prison. And it was within this prison program that I learned about the transformative powers of yoga, meditation, even creative expressive arts like poetry and journaling. And I had a lot of misconceptions about yoga, about meditation, and to be quite blunt, I didn't see a lot of people that looked like me practicing these modalities, so I didn't think it was for me. But I know the things I was doing prior to going to prison, it wasn't working for me no more, so I had to try something new and different. So by stepping out of my comfort zone and utilizing meditation and sound healing as a vehicle to go within, because I truly do believe that healing begins from within. I was able to find a sense of calmness and inner peace, even being in a very hostile and restrictive environment such as prison. But most importantly, I was able to understand the root causes of my experiences with addiction. And from my lived experience, I learned that it was the unhealed emotional pain that I experienced in my life, the unprocessed trauma that I endured in early childhood, especially, and the toxic chronic stress was at the root of my addiction. 
So I was reaching for something outside of myself to find a sense of relief from that distress. And for me, I found it in alcohol and marijuana and cocaine and heroin and prescription opiates. It had worked for a while until it didn't work anymore, and I got caught up in that very vicious cycle of addiction. And um, this morning, I can really honestly say that I'm grateful for all of my experiences in my life. I'm grateful for my experiences with addiction and grateful for my experiences of being incarcerated because it wasn't for those experiences, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. And I learned so much from those experiences that I endured. And one of the many things I'd like to share with both of you is that, for me, addiction is a human experience, not a human identity. Because behind the so-called addict, behind the so-called alcoholic, to me, is a human being that experienced a significant amount of trauma, a significant amount of emotional distress, and toxic chronic stress, and looking for a sense of relief from that distress. And we live in a culture and a society that kind of conditions us to reach for something outside of ourselves when we're dealing with any type of pain, whether it's a physical pain or emotional pain. I know as a kid growing up, if I had a headache or a toothache, I was conditioned to reach for aspirins and Tylenol and those things. And for me, I use a physical painkiller such as Oxycontin and Vicodins and Percocets and heroin to deal with an emotional pain. Wow. <laughs> what a story. Um, and and it, I'm, I'm just speechless, Kelvin. And, and you've come such a long way in your journey. Um, and I congratulate Thank you. So you. Uh, Thank you, Because you, you've got that inner strength. You know, you can, you can hear that inner strength. Uh, come out when you're talking. And Kelvin, you, you've you just so written much. a book, Finding yes. Freedom from Behind yes. Bars, A Journey of Self-Discovery and Healing, which is coming out uh, very soon. Can you tell us a little yes, bit about the book my birth- yes. and what it's about? Absolutely. Um, well, basically, I'm talking a little about my lived experience. Um, you know, in the community, I, I, I work in the transition clinic where we work with returning citizens that's coming home um, from prison and really connect them to different uh, medical care services, behavioral health services, as well as uh, addiction recovery services. And I wanted to have an opportunity to share my lived experience, be like a peer mentor uh, to people that's come home from prison, to, to be a coach, um, and really share my experience uh, being incarcerated and the transformation that happened while I was in prison. And, you know, I share intimate details uh, about my experience with trauma, um, you know, addiction, and um, some of my childhood pains and experience, but also mainly talk about the transformation that happened while in, in prison, where I was able to truly find freedom, you know, the true freedom from alcohol and other drugs. I really had an opportunity to connect with myself and learn more about myself. And that's why it's titled Finding Freedom from Behind Bars. And it, to me, it was a journey of self-discovery and healing which I learned about these different mind-body practices that allowed me to, uh, to heal and at least begin the inner um, work that I needed to do in order to begin the healing process for me while incarcerated. And I also shared three keys that helped me to um, break apart of the recidivism statistic that I was a part of for a very long time because uh, you know, I was always in and out of prison. Um, but once I was able to be in a drug treatment program, and really started doing the inner work, which is one of the first keys, is I had to address the trauma that I endured in my life, you know, uh-huh. um, the addictive uh-huh. state that I, I got caught up in, um, the mental health challenges that I, that I experienced, and, and understand that, that I was reaching for those drugs uh, to numb the pain, to self-medicate, but I, I had to, right. to deal with the root causes, you know. And the second key was 
I had to put together a plan. I had to create some goals in my life and create a plan of action to to um, complete those goals. And I, I learned from my experience that there's different pathways to the same destination. Sometimes I had to take plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, different plans, different routes to get to my goals, to get to my destination. And I was okay to um, with myself to do that. And the, the third key was is to really um, build a support network. You know, you know, different uh, people in my life, whether it's a, uh, professional support, such as my therapist, um, counselor, uh, recovery support specialist, recovery coach. Um, you know, different uh, community support, like like the connections, which was, was part of my um, early uh, recovery journey as well. I went to, um, you know, being from Middletown, mm-hmm. I, I went to a program. Um, um, at, at the connections, you know, in my my early um, struggles, you know, a way for me just to share my heart and, and to really give back, so to speak, to really help other people that's going through similar experiences with addiction, trauma, or incarceration. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with uh, Kelvin Young, and Kelvin is a community health worker at Intercommunity Healthcare in uh, Hartford and has also authored a book, which is going to be coming out um, very, very shortly on November 9th. It'll be available on Amazon. And the title of the book, which you just heard, is Finding the Freedom from Behind Bars, A Journey of Self-Discovery and Healing. You know, it's interesting, Kelvin, what you mentioned um, is that, and I don't hear this very often on this program, but I think we're heading in the right direction, is that you found a lot of the resources accessible to you to get on the right track while you were incarcerated. And I think that's, too, where the Department of Correction is really um, understood. And we've talked to folks, Beth, as you well know, on this show about how they understand Mm -hmm. that you can't just lock somebody up and then let them back out and and know that things are going to think that things are going to change because they won't. So providing resources, counseling, and then as the connection does, when folks are, are getting out of incarceration, having those next step resources available to these individuals is what's going to lead them in the right direction because recidivism, as you mentioned, Kelvin, is a big problem. So mm-hmm. you you got to start, Absolutely. you got to plant that seed where they're at, right? Yes, it's so true, Ann. And, you know, we have to, like, think about reentry the first day of their, of their prison sentence, you know, because oftentimes, you know, when we discuss reentry, we focus on employment, housing, education, which is very important things to, to focus on. But oftentimes we neglect to discuss or even address the physical and mental health needs of returning citizens, you know. And that's one of the things that the transition clinic, you know, we connect um, our returning community members to the quality medical care services that they need, you know, to address any physical and mental health challenges or any addiction needs. You know, people released from incarceration are eight times more likely to die within the first two weeks of release than the general population. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of the, the things are is, is it's one of the, the the reasons is first of all is, is overdose. You know, um, people, you know, that went to prison and they feel that they could do the same amount of, of of opiates that they did, you know, prior to going to prison, and they go they go out and um, they they overdose. So, and also suicide and homicide and heart disease and certain cancers are main um, you know contributors to to people dying two weeks after at the release. So it's so important that we take care of our health and, and well-being um, for our returning community members as well, too. And oftentimes they get neglect, neglected 
or you push to the back burner, so to speak, because we got to focus on on housing and, and, you know, employment, getting a job. But mental health, physical health, our needs, any addiction, recovery services that we that we're in need of, those are very important um, things we need to consider for our returning citizens as well. Absolutely. How true that is. And if you want to hear more about the health of our communities, the Connection is hosting its annual conference. It's called Moving Upstream. This year will be held virtually starting on November 10th. Um, it has, uh, it's going to be delivered as a four-part lecture series, and the, our conference will be focusing on the social determinants of health, which is the way we all live, work, and play, and the role that inequities due to social justice factors play in those social determinants of health. These are the things that you're talking about, Kelvin, right? These, this is mm-hmm, yeah. sort of key to our community and uh, our uh, folks' success is being able to sort of um, look at those inequities and offer services and offer support to those people who have been um, affected by trauma and, and by yeah. uh, things in their past that have come up. Um, and it's not a level playing field all the time. You know, we think about it right now is we're dealing with a lot of tension, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. Um, just it, it's right now with all the current situation that's going on with COVID-19, which is the physical mm-hmm. and mental health crisis. But it's also an economic crisis as well, too, because I know a lot of people that lost their jobs, you know, lost their businesses. I know people lost their yoga studios, their wellness centers. Um, the unemployment rate is, is sky high. But we're dealing also with a lot of tension from the uh, the racial injustices that's been going on for a very long time in our country. But it's coming up to the surface because a lot of it is being captured on film, being captured on video. And, you know, I'll I'll tell you, Ann and Beth, you know, seeing black and brown bodies being um, captured and murdered on on TV um, is very traumatizing. And it it, it activates that vicarious trauma uh, within us. I, I never will forget watching uh, the video of George Floyd being choked to death by a so-called police officer and for over eight minutes. And watching that video, it brought up so much anger, so much rage, so much trauma, so much fear, so much anxiety up within me. And I'm so grateful that I have the self-care practices in my life, um, such as sound healing and meditation. And also the great support that I have um, in my life as well, my girlfriend, my friends, the people that checked in uh, with me. But after watching that video and, and, and feeling that trauma being activated within my body, I had to literally had to go outside, take my socks and shoes off, and plant my feet on the ground, which we call earthing mm. or grounded, to really actually ground myself because so much energy, so much emotion was going uh, within me. I didn't realize how traumatized and triggering that video was until the next morning when I woke up with a very heavy heart. I was very just emotionally drained. I was tired, emotionally, spiritually, mentally tired, and physically tired. And music has always been my therapist because there's always a melody, a beat, a hook, a song that can connect to any raw human emotion that I feel within my heart. And I put on some music. Um, and it really helped me to process those emotions in a healthy way. And I was able to release some of that anger, some of that trauma, some of that rage in a form of tears, which was a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, people reached out to me, and um, I reached out to other people. And I realized this was traumatizing for a lot of people 
but particularly black mothers and black males, this is very um, traumatizing um, to us. So from that trauma, um, we created the Connecticut Black Mental Health and Wellness Initiative, which consists of over 30 uh, different black um, psychotherapists and wellness professionals and practitioners. Um, And we we created a virtual um, platform, um, a monthly platform where we created different um, opportunities for us to uh, come together, to vent how we're feeling, um, to share our thoughts, I- ideas, and, and to and learn different self-care practices to help us to, to deal with our anxiety, our tensions, our depressions, um, PTSD, and also give different resources um, available if you need any type of addiction um, services care or mental health care or behavioral health care or any type of care that you may need, holistic practices. Um, and, you know, by creating a space and we have different, um, you know, topics for um, the BIPOC community, which means black, indigenous, people of color community, but also our allies as well, too. Um, and to really educate one another, to share and learn different skills, different resources, and different ways to, to really take on some of the, uh, the oppressive systems that, that we live under that, that marginalize uh, 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 to people and communities of color. And it's been going strong. You know, we've been having great participation, um, great support, um, sponsorships as well from different um, nonprofit organizations. And to really just to get the, uh, the word out that we're here to be of support. And we also need that community support and care as well, too, because oftentimes we think about self-care, and we've got to take care of ourselves. But there's also a thing called community care as well, too. And that's some of the things that the community does, um, the connection does. We offer community care for our community, which is so important for us to do um, in this uh, unprecedented times that we're dealing with at this moment. So if folks are interested in the Connecticut Black Mental Health and Wellness Initiative, how would they get in touch with you, Calvin? They're more than welcome to. We have all of our videos are streamed on, on Facebook. So all our platforms, you know, we, we, we do the, the platforms on Zoom and we stream them live on Facebook. So if you have a Facebook account, you're more than welcome to go to Facebook uh, under Black um, Connecticut Black Mental Health and Wellness Initiative. And you can like our page, stay connected with us, and, you know, just hear about the different uh, monthly uh, events and groups that we do uh, virtually on Zoom. And that brings up, too, you know, the virtual access to all these tools um, for all of us that everybody needs, especially yeah. now. Um, and Beth, that leads us to the conference, the annual conference that The Connection is having on November 10th. We also want to let people know that it is open. So if you'd like to sign up and you want more information on who some of the speakers are and how the whole, you know, three days is going to play out, you can go to theconnectioninc.org. That's theconnectioninc.org. Dot org, and you can get all the information. You can register, and uh, it sounds like Kelvin, you're going to jump right on that, and you're going to be a participant. Yes, I'm so looking forward to that, and you know, I think you know the connection and all of you for for creating spaces for this because we, we need this more than ever now, and and also um, you know some of the community work that I've been doing um, in my own hometown of, of Middletown is we're creating different safe spaces, um, even um, in person. Spaces where we're coming together, we're practicing physical distancing, we wear masks, but we also are doing our free sound healing um, sessions. There's only limited to 10 people, 
But we do this on a, on a monthly basis, and we, our next one will be on November 16th, um, which is a Monday at 6 o'clock at the Free Center at 52 North Main Street in Middletown, Connecticut, where we offer uh, free sound healing sessions to help people to um, reduce their high stress levels, their tensions, um, you know, the meditative sounds during the sound healing sessions. It promotes healing from chronic stress, muscle tension, physical pain that we feel in our bodies, feelings of anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress, uh, any sleep issues, and different other stress-related chronic health conditions that we experience um, in our lives. And right now we're experiencing a lot of that in our lives right now. So we wanted to create like a safe community space where people could come and to really feel the, the sounds and the vibrations and frequencies from the different healing tools that we use. And, um, you know, we, we want to really bring back the essence of community care, like we were talking about that really create these safe spaces, whether virtually or in person, for people to um, deal with the stress, deal with the tension, deal with the anxiety they may be experiencing um, right now in their lives. So if people want more information on that program on November 16th, Calvin, where do they go? I'm interested. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. You're more than welcome to go to my website at www.kelvinbyoung.com. And um, you have more information on my website, or you can contact me directly or email me, and I'll give you more information. You know, we can sign up, um, you know, register, because we only accept in um, 10 people, so you want to register as soon as possible so we can get your name on the list and you'll be able to participate Absolutely. as well. And another thing that we're doing as well, too, we're offering a free yoga teacher training for, um, you know, for uh, communities of color, whereas we want to... Um, you know, teach, um, you know, psychologists or social workers or or people that work in um, the behavioral health field to, um, you know, learn to practice um, yoga so they can be able to to teach free classes within their communities as well, too, because oftentimes a barrier to a lot of these mind-body practices is cost, particularly in the black community, and we want to keep the cost low as possible, by offering for free, free of charge, and, 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 and you really allow people um, to learn the tools that can help them to uh, find a sense of calmness, even in the midst of chaos, you know, we can find a sense of inner peace and calmness in their lives. And we want to offer this to different communities in Middletown, Hartford, New Haven, Bridgeport, uh, Waterbury, so we can train people to bring this back into their communities and offer free yoga classes uh, within their communities. So, you know, um, this was a great conversation. Kelvin Young, it was, it was great to speak with you again. It's been a while. And one of the takeaways from this conversation for me is when you said that you are grateful for your experience. You're grateful for the experience. Yes. Yours was in incarceration. Mine was in a rehab. But, you know, there's still a lot of similarities yeah. there. You know, and the, three yeah. thing, and the three things that you said you need to do to continue to cope and to, and to take care of yourself and I hope people that are out there and that need this, you know, really took note of those three things because those really are the fundamental components of self-care. You know, and even if you're not someone who suffers from addiction or alcoholism, these tools are for everybody. I know I've taken my daughter to a couple 12-step programs back when we could go, and she said, man, I could come here every night. I need what you've got. And, and that's true. I think we can exactly. all take some of these tools yeah. and benefit from them. Thank you. Thank you so much, Beth. I really appreciate you know, both of you, you and Anne, having me up here um, this morning to really share a little bit about experience, strength, and hope. And I just want to just reiterate real quick that to 
do whatever we need to do to to um, practice uh, self-care in our lives because I believe that self-care is self-love and self-love is self-care. And when we do the things that honor and nurture ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, as well as physically, it's a true act of self-love. So thank you so much, Anne and, and Beth, for, for allowing me to be here um, this morning to really share a little bit about myself and tools that we can utilize in our lives to help us to reduce the high stress levels that we experience in our lives. Absolutely. So well, true. well said, and what a perfect ending to a great conversation. So thank you again, Kelvin Young, Beth Connor. Thank you for being here with us today, and we couldn't do it without you, all of our listeners, for tuning in to this edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.